Hello, hello, and welcome to Behind the Game, where today we are going to be talking about the Houston Outlaws from the Overwatch League. A team that, on paper, has looked really good, but in reality, hasn't. And not all of that seems to be the player's fault. I'll get into that in a bit. But let's start about, let's talk about first how the Houston Outlaws were formed, how this team came into being. Well, they're one of the first 12 teams in the whole Overwatch League when it was first formed, being one of the last three teams to actually join. And, well, they didn't necessarily have the best start. They had amazing names on their team. Jake, Fact Fiction, Raucous, some of the best of North American Overwatch talent. Which had just one Apex. North America, a North American team had one Apex before in Team Envy. Which would end up being the Dallas Fuel. So, but the idea of let's pick up North American Overwatch talent wasn't a bad idea. It's been proven to work before. And so that's exactly what the Houston Outlaws did. The unfortunate part is where you look at their actual record. And in the preseason, they placed from 9th to 11th. Well, that's not necessarily a big deal. This is the preseason. You're looking at the first time a a or a tournament for the, the first time the Overwatch League has actually been placed. And... Teams are still trying to get things figured out. They're still trying to get who's the shot caller going to be. All of this information is still trying to be thought of by the teams. So 9th to 11th, while it's not the best start, it's also not necessarily a telling of what's to come. Except for this case, it kind of was. Inaugural season, season 1 of Overwatch League comes to an end with the Houston Outlaws placing 7th. Smack dab in the middle of the pack. Seventh in a normal tournament wouldn't be bad, but when Overwatch League only has 12 teams, you are literally in the middle. And this was not the performance that fans were looking for. Not the performance that fans of North American Overwatch, yeah, we can be the best, were looking for one of their forefront North American teams to show off. And... It was thought by many fans, hey, wait, we play seventh. Give us this offseason and, and we'll, we'll do good. We'll, we'll do great. Except disaster kind of struck. The group that originally owned, owned the Houston Outlaws for season one, Infinite Esports, decided to not continue with the team afterwards well when you have a franchise team you can't just not continue the team there's a lot long process there's a process you have to go through with this so luckily we look towards the immortals gaming club also known as just immortals to buy that franchise spot and buy the roster. The issue with this is the Immortals already own the Los Angeles Valiant. 
you can't have two teams in the same franchise league. So, so while at this moment, the Houston Outlaws aren't going to go under, these players are still going to be paid and still going to be able to survive and live in their gaming houses and stuff like that. They can't participate as it is this at this point. Eventually, the Los Angeles Valiant would be able to find a buyer for the Houston Outlaws spot in Beasley Broadcast Group. And that was great. That's huge. You're back. Except during that entire offseason, you now were unable to make any changes to your roster. Any of these changes you might have needed to make, you were unable to make because you're kind of just sitting there waiting to be sold. I'm sorry, but Immortals isn't going to help you out at this point because they want the Valiant to win the team they actually own to win. So they're not going to give you any resources to pick up new players or pick up new coaches or anything like that. Well, in the offseason, you did eventually get a new player. And this is, in my opinion, one of the best pickups that these Nautilus have ever had. As they grabbed Dante from the San Francisco Shock. Now, this made sense for both teams. Realistically, Dante wasn't going to play on the shock anymore because Sinatra had just turned 18. And he was going to be the main, he was going to take over Dante's role, be the main DPS player. So Dante was going to be sitting the bench. And the Houston Outlaws needed to pick up another player because there was something off with the team. They placed 7th, they needed to improve somewhere. And Dante was honestly just an improvement. They did have to give the San Francisco Shock Smurf, which proved very valuable for the San Francisco Shock later, but at that time he was an academy player, you're not really too worried about that. Anyways, offseason, you only pick up Dante because there's trouble in everywhere for the Houston Outlaws. And your final placement for season 2 is 16th. You did finish somewhere between 5th and 8th for for Stage 3 before getting taken out by the Vancouver Titans, which, I'm going to be real, isn't bad. At this point, the entire season, Vancouver and San Francisco were unstoppable. If you were taken out by Vancouver no one really, or San Francisco, no one really knows how far you could run. Finished 5th to 8th in Stage 3 and finished 16th. Overall in the, in the regular season. Season 2, 16th place. A very large fall from the 7th place that they had received earlier. And with only 20 teams, you're not really that much better than a lot of them. You need to make another change. And in the offseason between seasons 2 and 3, they made quite a bit of changes, but a lot of fans weren't convinced they were enough. Losing Jake and now Rockus as well, who has always been this point of contention for the Houston Outlaws. Personally, I'm on the side of, I don't think he's a good player. He's been to the Overwatch World Cup multiple times and performed well. Well, the team has performed well there, but I'm one of the people on the sides who I think Rockus should have been replaced earlier. But Rockus moves to Valorant, Jake moves to a casting role or shout casting and you're without two of your bigger stars it's doesn't look good for the outlaws and 
Well, you still have Dante, and Dante still shows up. May Melee, 9th to 12th. Summer Showdown, 5th to 8th. Countdown Cup, 9th to, 9th to 12th. And the regular season, 16th place once again. Now there's a issue. And, fortunately, Houston recognized this. It recognizes that changes need to be needed to be made. So they remove a bunch of players from the team. And you get this new roster. That's that's what you have to do. So Mecco's gone, Rappel's gone, Boink's gone. Muma, Linkser, Blase, and Jexe all are gone. Okay, well, Let's let's rebuild this team from scratch. You need to. Cool Matt becomes the general ma manager. Great. You grab Crimzo. Okay, Crimzo has always had a solid performance. I don't know if he's necessarily a upgrade, but he's always had a solid performance. And that's what you need first. You get Happy. Okay, Happy's good. Piggy and Jonku. Personally, I don't know them that much. So I don't know... But apparently, Houston all saw something in them. KSF joins. Alright. Juby joins. Question marks for a little bit until everyone realizes he... Until now that the actual start date of the Overwatch League has been announced as April 16th. Everyone knows Juby will turn 18 before that date, so he will be allowed to play. And bring home the man himself. Jake rejoins the team. Okay, now this is a very interesting lineup because you have Dante, Hydration, Happy, KSF, and Jake as your DPS lineup. Your tanks are Piggy and Jangu. Your supports are Crimzo, and while he's listed currently as inactive, Juby is underage but will turn 18 before the official start of the season, so he will be able to play. I do have a little bit of an issue with the fact that there are five DPS players on this team. However, one of the DPS players, Hydration, has played both DPS and Tank for two teams now. He played DPS and Tank for the Los Angeles Gladiators, and he played DPS and Tank for the Houston Outlaws last season. So I write Hydration off of there. He's not a DPS player, he's a flex player. You put him wherever you need him. I don't know... I think, I think one of these players is going to go. With Jake re announcing he's rejoined the team, I think one of these DPS players is going to go shortly into the season. It's not going to be Dante. It's not. He's by far your best player. I don't think it'll be Jake. He's been the face of Houston Outlaws for so long. Even when he became a shoutcaster, he was still known as the guy who played for the Houston Outlaws. And his role is completely different from that of Dante's. So I don't think Jake is going to be gone. Hydration, again, he's a flexible player. You don't remove a very flexible player who does very well at everything. My opinion is going to be either Happy or KSF, but we'll have to see as the season goes on. Maybe they pull a, was maybe they pull a season two Soul Dynasty and just rotate everyone, and we'll see that. But. We'll have to wait to see what goes on with them. 
I'm very hopeful this season. But we've been hopeful in the past. Unfortunately, in the past, it hasn't worked out. We'll have to see if it does this season. That's been Behind the Game. My name is Dylan Roberts, and I'll catch you next time.